Welcome everyone to Couch Potato Diary on this Monday. My name is Peter Klein. Thank you very much for tuning in today. Remember to uh, leave a review and subscribe if you're listening in podcast form. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you like this video and subscribe to the channel. Coming up on the show today, it is a full NFL recap from the week that was in the National Football League as we get ready for super wildcard weekend. Uh, we'll also get into the coaching firings, maybe a little bit of hockey talk at the end. Um, you can follow me on social media. I am at PrimetimeKlein on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK. And you can email this show, CouchPotatoDiary, at yahoo.com. Um, if you are looking for some Calgary Flames talk, I was on Game Over Calgary on the weekend for both games that the Calgary Flames lost, um, and I was also on Sportsnet 960 today. I will be there again tomorrow and on Wednesday, so that's why we're a little bit delayed today. Uh, rocking out on the morning, your boy needed his beauty sleep. So, uh, that's uh, all the, the shilling I have. Let's get into some football talk. So, the playoffs, excuse me, are set in the NFL, and um, the Buffalo Bills beat the Miami Dolphins. They are, I guess technically Green Bay was the last team to get in, um, but the the Buffalo Bills are your AFC East champions. Uh, Now the Miami Dolphins have to head out on the road. And that, I think, is much more debilitating for Miami. Um, We talked on the preview show this week about how important home field advantage was going to be for the Miami Dolphins, and they don't have it now after this loss against Kansas City. It has kind of fallen apart for Miami uh, against top teams. Their strength of victory this year is uh, a win percentage of 385, which is not good. Um, and so it's it's very difficult to take this Miami Dolphins team seriously in the playoffs. Injuries on the defensive side of the football have really limited this team the last couple of weeks, and the offense, when Tua faces pressure, has not been very good. They thrive when Tua can get the ball out quick and Tyreek is already downfield. We will see if Kansas City can limit that, but this Kansas City defense has been real good as of late um, and all season long. So th- this is going to be, I think, a difficult test for the Kansas City, or sorry, for the Miami Dolphins, and one that they have just kind of put themselves in. It's a difficult spot, but they just, like, quite simply, they're, they're not playing well enough right now to be taken seriously. It has not been a strong season for, uh, strong close of the season for Miami. They, they were the hotness at one point and could get on a run, right? And that that's the dangerous thing. It's, uh, uh, I guess it would be a four-game winning streak now, gets you a Super Bowl. That's, that, that's what it's going to take. But, for Miami, they have the ability to get hot, right? Like, because that offense can be so explosive, they can really light it up. And I I, I would suggest Kansas City wouldn't be able to keep up if that's the case. But these two teams played during the regular season, and Kansas City kind of handled them. So we will see if anything changes from this one. But I, I am not overly optimistic about Miami's chances. On the Buffalo side of things, what a turnaround this has been. From week one, losing to the New York Jets on Monday Night Football with Garrett Wilson in a quarterback for the Jets after the Aaron Rodgers injury and all of the turnovers, all of the disappointing losses that the the, the Bills have faced this season, and still, here they are division champions and battle-tested a little bit as division champions. Um, I don't know if they are necessarily complete enough to really make a run here in the AFC, given some of the, the opposition they'll face. Um, it, man, if TJ Watt was healthy, this would be a really intriguing matchup, but I just don't think Pittsburgh has it. Uh, we'll get to our previews later on in the week. But for Buffalo, this has been um, 
This has been a real great turnaround, and they've done it on the defensive side with guys being banged up. Josh Allen has stepped up to show everyone the quarterback that he could be. I still think they need a little bit more help for him this offseason. We'll see what goes on with the Stephon Diggs situation, but... It's it's been quite the turnaround for Buffalo, and they certainly fall into the category of, well, that's a team you don't want to face in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, a team that may not want to face anyone in the first round of the playoffs is the Philadelphia Eagles. As the collapse is complete, they lose what felt like a stranglehold on the NFC East with a disastrous loss against the New York Giants this week. Uh, now, they would have lost the division anyway uh, because the, the Cowboys ended up winning it, but they didn't know that in the first half when they were down 24-zip to the New York Giants. Um, if that's the performance you're going to put out there, they shouldn't have played any of their starters and just walked away uh, with their guys a little bit healthier than they were coming into it. But as was the case, A.J. Brown goes down with an injury. Um, Jalen Hurts gets banged up with the finger. And I... This sounds wild to me, or that this could sound wild, I guess. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that Nick Sirianni is coaching for his job this week, which is crazy considering the guy took his team to a Super Bowl a season ago, but I, I think you look at how quickly this has come off of the rails and how little anything has worked the last little bit to suggest that his job is 100% uh, secure, I just think would be disingenuous um this is a, a Eagles team that got off of um a Super Bowl winning coach and a Super Bowl winning quarterback pretty quickly with Doug Peterson and, and Wentz getting bumped out of town so this is now th this is really crunch time for Nick Sirianni to get his team back on track if they lose Monday night against uh, the, the Tampa Bay Bucks to close out wildcard weekend that is going to be an absolute disaster, and th this is going to be a failed lost season when you are in the prime, the, the final couple years of having guys like Lane Johnson and uh, Jason Kelsey and all those guys on your offensive line that have given you this advantage. So I think a lot to be answered for out in Philadelphia. But for the Cowboys, that was... The, the, they end up getting the job done. They're the two seed. They are feeling pretty comfortable right now in the uh, in the NFC East. I don't think it's enough. I do. I genuinely think, and now it's not. Doesn't feel like it's as as in danger. But I think uh, Mike McCarthy's probably coaching for his job this week. And honestly, I wonder if he's coaching for his job next week as well. Um, I I think that. The time is now for this Dallas Cowboys team to finally put it together. He has control of the offense. Um, Kellen Moore is out. The defense is playing phenomenally. Uh, C.D. Lamb has worked his way into the conversation for some of the best receivers in the National Football League. Dak Prescott is playing really, really well. A lot of things line up for this Dallas Cowboys team. If this isn't their year, and I'm not saying it is, but if it's not going to be their year, then things need to change out in Big D. Um, said at the beginning of the season, told y'all in the Green Bay Packers, they end up uh, making their way into the postseason. It looked a little sketchy at times, and maybe I um, told y'all that they were going to win the division, and that certainly didn't happen. But we had the Packers in the playoffs, and that ends up um, cashing for us. The defense played a little bit better against the, the Chicago Bears, um, a Bears offense that was rolling coming into that game, and Green Bay kind of shut them down. And now, if they can play decent on defense, this offense is really exciting. There's a lot of fun pieces on this offense, and I think the Green Bay Packers have a lot to be excited about going forward. It seems like they, they once again, have a guy in Jordan Love. Um, it was ugly, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers cash our NFC South ticket. I... I'm happy about the call. I'm happy it worked. 
Um, I'm, I'm happy we, we made a bit of money on this one. I'm also happy I don't have to cheer for the Bucks anymore because there were some pretty ugly wins here th- this season, and that's what it's going to take to to win the NFC South. But Baker Mayfield proved that he is still a viable NFL quarterback. Mike Evans showed that he is again one of the, the top receivers in this league. This was a hell of a job getting this team to the playoffs. I am quite excited to not have to cheer for them though because that was an ugly one against the Carolina Panthers and does not really um, instill a whole lot of confidence that they are going to be the ones. They're going to be the final banana peel for the Philadelphia Eagles to slip on. But a a strong season for them, a good call for us. Very happy about that one. But this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team, I don't think they should just take a, a division championship and say, oh, no, we're good. They, they have a lot of work to do to improve. If Atlanta had any kind of quarterback this year, uh, they would have been hooped. I think if New Orleans had any kind of coach or quarterback, they would have been hooped. Just a quick thing on New Orleans. Um, Jameis Winston would be cut today if it was my team. And I get like, that. that's great. Everyone loves Jamal Williams. You cannot do that. And I am very much team run up the score. If you you don't like me running up the score, stop me, man. Like that's that's basically where I come down on this. And for, um, but, but for me, you go in victory formation and then run the ball out of that. Like that is just sleazy. Um, I hate it. And I I'm also firing Dennis Allen today. If I'm new Orleans, it's like, man, if you've lost the respect of your locker room to that level that they're just going to say, yeah, no, 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 we, 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 we heard victory formation. We're just going to run our own thing anyway here. Um, that's like you, you have lost your room. Um, and Jameis Winston, yeah, you're gone. I, I, I cannot have you ad-libbing in such a way that, that this would be the case. Like, that, that is just absolutely atrocious, what, what happened there for the, the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Arthur Smith had every right to be upset about that, because that, that is absolute Bush League stuff from the New Orleans Saints on Sunday. Um, if you missed it, for, for context, for, for that last rant, uh, New Orleans had the ball up, I think it was 34, and they went into victory formation, but then handed the ball off to Jamal Williams, uh, and he went in um, for, for the touchdown, and it was Williams' first touchdown of the year. Not the first of his career, led the NFL in touchdowns a season ago, um, but they are like, no, we want to get Jamal Williams a touchdown here before the, the season wraps up. And when you line up in victory formation, other teams are like, okay, this isn't going to happen. And then they get their shit wrecked with a block and running back goes up the middle for a touchdown. It's just, there, there's no, there's no excuse for that. That That is absolute low level stuff and really just blatant disrespect by the, the New Orleans Saints in this game. Uh, where are we? Oh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I am so interested by this team's offseason now because they are blessed with one of the great quarterbacks to come out of college football in a long time and one of the top prospects for forever he like the, the, he he was the prize right and he was the one who was going to turn things around and to be fair he turned things around this was a team that the year they drafted him um the, the year leading up to his draft they won one game the jets won a second game of the season and it screwed the franchise for 5 years but now just being better isn't enough. You have to be great. If you are going to be that this next, um, the, the the leader of this next wave of quarterbacks into the NFL and this next great prospect in the NFL, you need to be great. And they need to surround him with better weapons. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Do not disagree with that for one second. But he needs to be better. And he was hurt, so that's like fair, absolutely fair. But a lot of guys are hurt. 
And if if you are hurt to the point where you cannot help your team, then why are you out there? Why is it not C.J. Beathard? Why was Nathan Rorick let go um, or allowed to leave, I guess, to the New England Patriots just sitting there on the practice roster all season long? Um, th- this is th- this is not a, uh, an offseason that the Jags can just, oh, well, a little bit of development. Like, no, go out and get some guys. If they re-sign Calvin Ridley, it's a second-round pick to the Atlanta Falcons. I don't know if I'm doing that. Uh, but they, they need another dude there. Like, if Stephon Diggs becomes available out of Buffalo, or if Devontae Adams doesn't like what, what the direction the Raiders go with their coach, I think you gotta. I, I think you absolutely have to go out and try to get like, a number one guy for your dude, Trevor Lawrence. Because the defense was fine. Defense was actually really good. We were saying that all year long. Like, Jacksonville is in this, not because of Trevor Lawrence, but because of how well that defense played. Um, bonehead play by the Lions to, to have Sam Laporta in there. He goes out with an injury. If you wanted to keep him in for a couple of series, get his 10th touchdown of the year. Um, I think it was only Gronk and Ditka did that as rookie tight ends. Then fine, let him do it. Go right ahead. But to have the... And it's, again, like, you love Dan Campbell, but th- there's some stuff that he does that really makes it... Um, Makes it tough to, to fully get behind him. It was it, it was a really bad decision to leave Sam Laporta in that game. Now he's hurt, and it, it hurts their chances um, going forward. We'll see what, what the... I, I don't know if I know the exact diagnosis on this, but the, they were saying it's not as bad as it was, but it's not good. Or not as bad as it could have been, but it's not good. We will see what the, the Lions are able to do here. Um, but to me... The, like, macho, we're going to gut it out right to the end sort of a thing would have been like, doesn't matter who we have out there, we're trying to win. Doesn't matter what quarterback, doesn't matter what tight end, doesn't matter what running back. I have faith in all 53 men on this roster that we can go out there and beat the Minnesota Vikings regardless of who's under center, regardless of who's playing tight end, regardless of who's at running back. We can beat these guys and let your dudes have a bit of a breather after a grind of an NFL season. Um, and lastly, unreal turnaround for the, the Houston Texans. This is why you try to draft these franchise quarterbacks because no one saw this coming from the, the Texans. And when you get a guy who can turn around the culture in a year, the way D'Amico Ryans did and the way that Bryce Young did, man, it's really impressive. It is so, so impressive. And just congratulations all around on a great season for the AFC South champion, Houston Texans. Let's get into some coaching firings. Uh, Arthur Smith let go by the Atlanta Falcons. It's something we called about for weeks. I went on a, a rant about it a while ago. That This is just, this is not a roster that should have performed this bad. They need a quarterback. For sure they need a quarterback. But Brock Purdy doing so well out in San Francisco takes away a lot of excuses coaches have about the play of their quarterbacks. This was a, a, a team that has used high draft capital on Drake London, on Bijan Robinson, and on Kyle Pitts, and they got like 50% of the possible best out- outcome out of all of those guys. And when you're an offensive-minded head coach, I could give a fuck who your quarterback is. You have to get more out of that guy. So um, th- this was absolutely the right move for the Atlanta franchise to make. They need to go out and get a quarterback. They need to go out and get a, a quality head coach and make a push for a division that was right there for them all season long. Ron Rivera out in Washington. We kind of knew this was going to happen basically from the trade deadline when they make the moves dealing out Sweat um, and and Chase Young. Ron Rivera, um, 
some amazing work with Carolina. He does only have three winning seasons, but they have not really provided him with a lot of great stuff to work with in Washington. He has a reputation of like a culture builder, which is great, but that generally means the place you're running into has some major problems. So we'll see what kind of opportunities present themselves for, uh, for, for Ron Rivera going forward. And the Carolina Panthers firing GM Scott Fitterer. Um, like he, he is leaving basically a bear cabinet. Um, the defensive side of the ball, they have a couple of pieces, but like th- this is basically, uh, you are starting over in Carolina. It's that bad. It is that bad out there in Carolina. Um, not going to get into the William Nylander stuff today. I feel like there's going to be a lot out there. So that's going to do it for this show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Remember, if you're watching this on YouTube, like the video, subscribe to the channel. If you're listening in podcast form, leave a review and subscribe to the channel. Coming up on the show tomorrow, I'm going to give my NFL award picks and who needs it most. We look at the, the, the teams that need this Super Bowl uh, coming up here as we are down to the final 14 in the National Football League. Wednesday is going to be Power Rankings Day, and we know the teams that are in the playoff. But does the playoff committee agree? We will once again convene the NFL playoff committee and see who should be playing for a, a postseason. Fantasy football talk coming up on Thursday, plus we'll look at how our bets actually did. Friday, full NFL preview, and then um, for the, the fights part, we're going to book ahead to next year's Wrestle Kingdom and, and see what we come up with there. So, uh, one more time, follow me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at PrimetimeKline, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK, and you can email me, CouchPotatoDiary, at yahoo.com. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Talk to all of you later.